You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. Let's begin with the first big domino that has fallen this offseason. It could have some big implications for the Knicks. The Suns have acquired three-time All-Star Bradley Beal, along with Isaiah Todd, Jordan Jordan Goodwin, uh, in exchange for Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, several first-round pick swaps, and second-round picks. Bradley Beal now joins Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to form a new big three out in Phoenix. So that's out there in the West Coast. What's going on here with the Knicks, and how does it impact the Knicks? Well, it impacts them potentially on two fronts. Number one, Chris Paul has been linked to the Knicks. We talked about that a bunch on this podcast. Uh, he was sent out in this deal, obviously, to Washington. Washington, the report was that they actually wouldn't mind keeping him around if he wants to keep stay around, but knowing that he probably won't, they are currently looking for a third team willing to take on Chris Paul's contract, uh, which is the final year left on his deal, and get involved in this and make this a three-team trade. Apparently, the Warriors and the Clippers are the teams rumored to maybe be interested in making this a three-team trade. So Chris Paul, Knicks front there, affected with Washington now coming into the picture with, uh, with with Chris Paul now headed there for now. Now, number two for the Knicks. The Knicks own Washington's first round pick next year that is top 12 protected. If that pick isn't in isn't outside the top eight by 2016, it turns into two second round picks. So we have the Wizards moving on from Bradley Beal expected to hit the tank button and you are you're the Knicks you have lottery protected pick coming to you now you got two years here three years here where you got to find a way to land yourself outside that top eight at some point in time if you want to find a way to get that pick otherwise it turned into second rounder so that's maybe even bigger implications for the Knicks so I'll, I'll start right there Tommy when it comes to that trade that the Knicks made which happened on draft night last year where they drafted Usmani Dien, and then they made a million different trades. One of those trades, which was the OKC trade, brought this Wizards pick to the Knicks. It was among three picks that came over. Does this trade that the Wizards made now worsen the, the value of the Knicks pick that is, again, top 12 protected this year, that goes to top 10 in 2015, 2025, and then top 8 in 2026? Yeah, I, I think you have to acknowledge the fact that obviously this 
trait in and of itself uh, weakens the the value of the pick, but then you just assume that this is the first domino, as you mentioned, and, and kind of the first, uh, you know, the, the first sign that the Wizards are going to hit the reset button. Um, will they, if KP opts, uh, opts into the final year of his deal, they probably trade Porzingis this offseason. Um, Kuzma is probably not long for DC, you know, based on, uh, you know, does he want to play with a, a team in a full, in a full rebuild? Um, again, they're going to, they're going to search out assets. They're going to trade. They're going to, you know, um, kind of strip the car of all its parts and, and sell whatever they can, whatever's not tied down and try to get future draft picks back. And, and obviously they're not going to go hit free agency and, and spend a bunch of money on win now veterans. Um, so I, I, I would be shocked um, if the Wizards, uh, again, as EJ noted, top 12 protected next year, 2024, top 10 protected in 2025, if it doesn't convey, and then 2026 top eight. So I'd be, again, I'd be shocked if they, if it's, if the, um, Wizards, uh, don't have one of the 11, 12 worst records in the NBA next season. I'd be very surprised if they don't have one of the 10 worst records in the NBA, um, uh, in the 24, 25 campaign. 2025-26 is a bit of a different story. One, it's only top eight protected, so that, that obviously gives the Knicks a little bit more leeway. Plus, yeah. it's really difficult to predict what could happen two, three years from now. Let's say um, the the uh, the Wiz hit on a draft pick, on, on one of the draft picks this year. We've seen great players slide to 11, 12, 14, yeah. 16. Um, you know, maybe they consolidate some picks and move up and get it and get a real difference maker this year or next year. Um, and, and at that point, you know, uh, in 2025, 2026, you know, you, then you can start to build some assets around there. They hit on two draft picks and you could be 15 games under 500 and still finish with the eighth worst record in the NBA and then fall to ninth or 10th. Um, you know, in the lottery, if a team nine or 10 jumps up, we saw the Blazers jump all the way up to three this year. Um, so it can happen. Um, you know, what I say, there's, uh, you know, there's probably at this stage of the game, you know, maybe, maybe 50, 50, you know, you know, whatever Vegas put the odds on probably a yeah. better chance that it conveys the two second rounders, um, that the Knicks get a lottery pick, um, which is unfortunate, uh, but it's the reality when you deal with kind of these protected picks, but, um, yeah, make no mistake. It wasn't uh, great to see. Um, we expected it. We, you know, we, we kind of had a feeling it was going to happen and it makes sense from the, from the, certainly from the wizards perspective. Um, but yeah, it's not, not great news for that protected pick from the Knicks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, definitely not great news uh, when it comes to the value of that Wizards pick that the Knicks acquired in last year's trade. Yesterday's price is not today's price. So, yeah, it's uh, not so good. I think if Leon Rose is, is thinking about shopping that pick around, if you remember a lot of the conversation regarding um, uh, the, the Donovan Mitchell trade, it became a lot of the conversation being, well, can the Knicks include some of these protected picks in re in replacing some of these unprotected picks that Danny Ainge had wanted in a trade with Utah? Uh, it wasn't working out well back then. So imagine now trying to trade a pick from a team that looks like it's cutting right toward the bottom of the standing for the next some odd years and saying, well, it's top 10, 12, 10, and then eight protected. 
Um, chances might be slim, quite frankly, that the Knicks end up getting that and in, in getting that pick. Now, I think you're right that I think the last year, once you get you know three years removed from where we are today, like I mean, you know, they could draft uh, an, an incredible player next year. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, maybe in two years, they're not so bad. Maybe they're still a lottery team, but not a team that's uh, a team that's, you know, looking for a top two or three pick. But, yeah, that was probably one of the, uh, you know, downsides. So whenever Washington decided to hit that, 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 you know, that tank button with Bradley Beal and with where they are right now, because you knew with the way the protections were that the Knicks would probably be hurt with that. So uh, not great news, uh, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's something to go crazy about. But it was it was it was a, a tough blow, I think, to to kind of see where this team is and look at so much of the rest of the players that are on that team. Like you mentioned Porzingis and you mentioned Kyle Kuzma and say their futures are very, very much in flux as well. It doesn't look very good in terms of the, the Wizards being a competitive team for the next few years. Yeah, definitely. Again, um, you know, the other the, the other thing to to, to mention and, and keep in perspective is that the Knicks may not be worrying about that pick by 2026 if they wrap sure. that pick into a larger deal. And um, but again, to your point, even if the Knicks don't hold on to it, a team trading for it um, has to. Um, you know, the reality is that that pick may uh, you know may not convey, and essentially, you know, may lead to two second rounders, which is obviously minimal value. Yeah, exactly. Now, on the other side of this, you have the Chris Paul situation. So, again, Chris Paul um, said he learned about this while on a plane from his son. His son texted him saying, hey, I think you're getting traded, Dad, which is uh, quite the way, I guess, to for a Father's Day gift that you get from your son or, you know, around that time that, that you learned that you're being traded while on a plane to New York to, to, to you know, push a, a book that he's putting out. I think it's a, it's not an autobiography. I think it's about a lot of it's about his grandfather. Um, and he learns that uh, he's been traded. So the Knicks were one of the teams that were rumored to be in on Chris Paul. He's, that's what uh, Adrian Wojnarowski said. I said in this podcast, I thought the momentum was swinging that maybe he would actually be a New York Knicks. How does this complicate the potential Chris Paul sweepstakes that's about to ensue in what's probably happening right now, quite frankly? Yeah, I thought the best case scenario from a Knicks perspective would have been the Suns waving, stretching and waving uh, CP3 and then him becoming yeah. a free agent. Um, I think once we get into the trade scenario, then it sounds like the Clippers are looking at, you know, are, are talking with the Wizards already. And again, this um, Beal trade has been, hasn't been officially consummated because they're trying to rope in a third team to benefit the Wizards and and, and ship. And so uh, Chris Paul's not going to play for the Wizards next season. So yeah. the question is, can the Wizards flip him um, immediately as, you know, uh, basically in, in, as part of this larger trade, expand it out? Um, if that doesn't happen, they'll keep him. Um, and then look to, you know, flip them in a separate deal for other assets, you know, maybe, you know, I, I assume they could hold on to them, um, you know, the start of the season, you know, they'll get a couple months off and then try to try to trade them again at the deadline. Um, so, yeah, the odds of Chris Paul ending up in New York probably took a little bit, you know, a little bit of a ding. Um, but I, but I certainly wouldn't rule it out. Um, but from a Knicks perspective, I, I always thought the, the most likely scenario was him becoming a free agent, accepting, a, a, you know, becoming, you know, accepting a backup role, playing 18, yeah. 20, 22 minutes a night for the mid-level exception around 12 million. Um, it seems like that's less likely as of, uh, you know, as of Monday morning, Sunday night, whenever, you know, when the trade was announced. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think that, you know, the Knicks, you know, they can't entertain a three-team deal. I mean, there's no reason to trade valuable assets for Chris Paul. I look, I, I, I've said that I've made the case. That I think Chris Paul could contribute and could be a valuable piece to the Knicks next season. 
but I don't think it should be at the cost of young players currently on the team or at the cost of future draft capital that could then be used that they could be using as another trade for a star. Like that can't be where the Knicks are here. So um, I, I think that you can't entertain three team trade. You got to hope that Washington basically strikes out and can't find a third team, which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it doesn't seem Possibly. like these teams are lining up to say, hey, you know, we'll give a lot of assets. I mean, this just trade has been announced for days now. Yep. And no one has definitely has stepped up the place. They know we'll, we will fork over wherever Washington is looking for for Chris Paul. So that tells me that uh, maybe maybe it's going to be ended up being a dry kind of trademark of Chris Paul after all. But Washington has the benefit of if the Clippers and the Warriors are interested they do have that character of saying, look, we can dangle this and kind of make this a little bit of a bidding war and maybe not give it up much, but maybe one of those teams will say, you know what? All right. We really don't want to lose Chris Paul out to one of these other teams. We'll give the, you know, future first to get him here. You know, that that's the game. That's the game of chicken that Washington is playing, which they should. This is how yep. a smart organization moves and we'll see how that goes. I, I think that, um, there is no chance the Knicks entertain a three-team trade. Uh, do you think Chris Paul gets traded, or do you think he ends up getting cut? I think he'll eventually get traded. I, I think other teams are waiting, um, again, like the Knicks, waiting it out. Um, obviously, we prefer to sign him uh, for $12 million instead of trading for a 30-player on a $30 million uh, contract. Again, we've yeah. talked about um, the implications. You know, the Suns obviously are, you know, the, the Phoenix second aprons is what teams are going to be calling <laughs> Um, because they're up over 170 million, basically with just three players, four players. Um, so, you know, th that's the situation they're locked into. And other teams obviously would prefer to sign, you know, get Chris Paul on, a, on a, an affordable veteran contract as opposed to um, uh, the, the $30 million that he's owed. Um, and one other thing before we switch gears um, in terms of how this trade could impact the Knicks, um, I'd be lying if I didn't say, huh, I wonder if, we look back three years from now that this was the trade that eventually led to Devin Booker demanding mm -hmm. a trade from Phoenix because he, you know, Kevin Durant is, who knows, injury prone, doesn't work out, Beal struggles, he's not worth the money, and Devin Booker looks up in 25, 2026, something along those lines and says, my path to a championship is really, really difficult here. Um, I got a vet, an aging 36, 37-year-old KD, Beal's not the player he once was, Aiton has never developed. Maybe I, I I envision myself in a different scenario. And then obviously we know about the Kentucky connections. We know about the CAA connections. Um, could that lead to a Devin Booker um, landing in New York scenario? Uh, obviously far down the road. Um, mm -hmm. the, the Suns are, are, you know, the Suns hope that, and, and listen, they have a legit chance to win a championship next season and, you know, continue to, to be a competitive team. I'm skeptical of, of this whole thing working out, but Hey, I mean, you got one of the best players of all time at KD, Devin Booker's a stud, um, Beal's a really talented player overpaid, but, um, you know, he's, he's been injury prone. If he can stay on the floor, um, you know, maybe this lights a fire under Aiden or they flip Aiden for multiple pieces and depth, et cetera. Um, so, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be one of the five, you know, odds on favorites uh, to, to come out of the West uh, to, to win a championship. But again, looking down the road, this has big upside. It also has really drastic, disastrous downside. And that could benefit the Knicks someday in the future. Look, I know you said that the Suns will have, you know, potentially top five, top six odds to win a championship. I know who won't be putting money down on that team. EJ Stewart, because <laughs> I'm looking at a roster that has five guys currently under contract. Five. 
And you talk about a team that's already well above the salary cap, well above the luxury tax. I mean, I think it's interesting that Chris Paul, in his interview with the New York Times, talking about the Knicks connection, he said that it was not just Matt Ishbia who wanted a yeah. you know different direction. He kept mentioning Isaiah Thomas. And he mentioned Isaiah Thomas like twice, three times. He wanted to make sure everybody knew that yep. Isaiah Thomas is also involved with how the Suns are currently being built right now. And I don't feel great about a team that has five guys currently on the contract completely capped out. And I don't know how they're going to fill a whole roster. I mean, I'm looking at their, their, their salary cap situation. A lot of these guys that are going to be free agents, they don't even have their bird rights. They don't have Damian Lee's bird rights. They don't have Josh Gogi's bird rights. They don't have uh, Terrence Ross's bird rights. They don't have TJ Warren's bird rights. How do they bring these guys back? Are these guys going to all just take the absolute, you know, minimum salary like they played under this past season? Like, I can't imagine all those guys got to take that. Some of those guys should be able to make a little bit more money than that. I mean, I don't know. I, we talked about Devin Booker in maybe a couple of years. I, this, I don't think this is going to work. I mean, they don't have a point guard. Like, right now, the only point guard is, you know, one of the few guys on the roster, technically, is campaign with who they have to guarantee, which I'm sure they will now that they lost Chris Paul. I I don't feel great about how this team is built right now. And that's besides the fact, you know, Beal and Booker playing in the same – are they playing the same backcourt? Is Beal – is Booker moving to three? Like, I don't know. I, I This just feels like NBA 2K GMing, GMing at its worst. Like – in NBA 2K, maybe this would have worked out, but to actually just attribute that to actual roster building, I, I think this is going to end up being really, really bad. Yeah, when the when the when the Suns made the K deal, K Kevin Durant trade, and we talked about how it impacts the Knicks, um, the Nets control the Suns' draft basically from now on through 2029. So they got they got to be really happy um, with the with the. I shouldn't say that, but they 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 have a reason to believe that this that trade could really benefit them. Yeah, 2027 unprotected first rounder, 2029 unprotected first rounder, 2028 option to swap. Uh, unprotected so there yeah. are a lot of reasons for Nets fans to be excited um, because you can argue that they I mean, listen they, they should win 50 plus games next season um, but after that things could get ugly and that's when the Nets could really benefit um, but yes as far as contracts go they're going to sign you know lock the Jack Lockdales and and those type of guys it sounds like they're going to sign them um, and again with the second apron they kind of skirted that issue by getting the trade done prior to the end of right. the 23 24 season right, exactly. um, we'll have some flexibility this year but the following year um, really restrictive in terms of they don't have ability to use their exceptions they can't consolidate uh, contracts and trade they can send out cash and trades um, so it's going to be very difficult to round out that problem yeah, good luck to Ishbia uh, and Isaiah Thomas for fielding a 15-man roster. Yep. <laughs> Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, DeAndre Aiden, Devin Booker all making, you know, just doing a quick math here, like 100, looks like 150 million next year. Like, I mean, it, this is this is insane kind of what they put together. But uh, we will see how that shakes out. But 